Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth. May or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello listeners, and welcome to the China Jedi podcast episode 32. We are recording live from Huafa 68, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake on a Sunday morning, not too late. Situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, nestled between Hong Kong and Macau. Yes, indeed, listeners, and I'm your host, Chris J. Bradshaw, and my co-host today is none other than... Oh, William. Hello. Mr. Lamont. Yes. Back in the studio after so long. Before we go anywhere, I think we just have to say if there was a competition for saying that little intro as slow as possible, I think our special guest today would win it hands down. But he does have a beautiful speaking voice, so there you go. All the way from uh, an island far away from here. Oh. Uh, What's it yeah. called? Um, I'm terrible with geography. Yeah. It starts with I? It starts... Yes, England. Yes, right. correct. Now, I also have to just say an apology uh, to all our listeners out there that the China Jedi show, of course, which was the mainstay of the first uh, series that we brought to China Jedi, has been, how should we say, on pause for quite a while, mm-hmm. mainly due to, um, well, what will? What's the best way to say it? <laughs> um, I guess we've been... Uh, We've been locked away in a uh, re-education camp. <laughs> yes, we've been toned down somewhat, haven't we? You could say that, yeah. Um, and, and in tonish fashion, that's just the way uh, it's been. But actually, really, what Will is saying symbolically is that we've been really at gridlock in uh, contract renegotiations um, to take the show forward, haven't we, Will? And finally... Exactly. We've got to a point where we've both reached amicable agreements, mm. what they call a, a win-win, as opposed to a we win and you always lose. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. It's always a problem when you get the, um, the guilds involved, you know, they're always... <laughs> yes, and let's not go more into it, I think, and speedily move on. We have a, another illustrious guest today, none other than Chris Bradshaw... Um, wait, what? Yeah, wait, none other than Chris Bradshaw. Okay. Which is obviously not me, I'm Chris Bradshaw, but it's another Chris Bradshaw. If you say so. Everyone apparently has a doppelganger in this world, but I didn't know mm. the doppelganger also with the same name. What do you call that, a doppelnamer or double... I, I'm bad with German. So well, I thought... Get rid of all the linguistic <laughs> no, stuff. No, German. but please, uh, introduce yourself. Chris Bradshaw in the house. Good morning to you all. Yeah, <laughs> and, and of course you're Chris Bradshaw because you are my um, 
loving father, Correct. Uh, uh, King Bradshaw, um, as I don't call you. But as I grew up, you were Big Chris and I was Little Chris. Or Chris Jr. Or Chris Jr., that's how it's been. There you go. Or Davis Love the Third, Second and First. No, I didn't get that tag, did I? But I, I want to ask you, Dad, on the podcast, why did you call me the same name as yourself? It was the first name that came to my mind. It was as easy as that. Straight out of the bottle. Oh, off the line, <laughs> off the sorry. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. Good to be honest. And, and there was Always. another reason. There was another reason, of course, so that when I got older, you would be able to use my credit cards. Oh, now, this is moving into dark territory. <laughs> I'm afraid if I give you any further detail on that, I may have to kill you. Right, okay, right, yeah. So genius, t- though. A genius, I should have thought of that. Well, if you have another one, you can call them your name as well. I, True. Yeah. I guess you never forget my name, do you? Sorry, who are you? <laughs> okay. So, wonderful. Anyway, uh, Dad, of course, if you'd like to explain why you're here, uh, apart from seeing myself. Well, I'm similar on a reintegration course. Um, <laughs> I, I sort of squeezed out of Brexit and I'm now in Chintzy. <laughs> so, that's how I find myself. And how are you finding it? Loving every moment. It's, it's a marvellous experience and recommended. Highly recommended. Yeah, you, at all you, levels. You've been here for about a month. It's, it feels like a month. It is about a month. It's your third time, of course, in the early days when... Uh, fourth time. A fourth time, I yeah, do apologise. Yeah, yeah. um, so my father came, uh, I remember, on a, in the early days when I was doing company staff manufacturing, sure. um, I brought him over as part of the company's uh, consultation team right. uh, mm. on behalf of the British UKTI um, government commerce plan. And uh, we had good fun in Juhai and made some good movements in the business realm, manufacturing stainless steel. Um, and now you're here just really for holiday vacation, aren't you? Seeing all the grandchildren. Yeah, seeing all the grandchildren. And also getting over that sort of health and safety, safe and healthy experience that when I was chief fire officer at the <laughs> yes. Yunhai Hotel. Yes. Um, that was quite an interesting episode of sort of intercontinental <laughs> logistics. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, well, well, no, I'm no, afraid to ask let, about that one. Well, it's a fantastic story <laughs> because we were in this hotel, so Yunhai Hotel, which has been refurbished since, mm-hmm. um, in Jida. I wonder why it was refurbished soon <laughs> after we left. <laughs> and um, we came home uh, to our separate rooms one night after having a few beers, as you do, after a hard day's work at the factory. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what it was, there was this rather large red button in my father's room that I accidentally pressed as I went back to my room. <laughs> Um, or was it a nozzle? I thought it was something do not touch. <laughs> it was in Chinese. In case of, yeah. I couldn't read it. We thought it was the doorbell push <laughs> to the room. Anyway, of course, what happened, I, and I fell asleep in my room. He was apparently trying to call me, or when he could. And, and, and what happened to your room? Well, my room <laughs> turned into what could only be quickly explained as a snowstorm. <laughs> so I woke up in the morning to find everything covered in sort of white material. <laughs> and what it turned out to be is that Chris had inadvertently thought he was opening the door, actually set off what was some kind of fire extinguisher. Wow. Mm. System. That... So every time you lifted anything up in the room in the morning, yeah. there was like a, a little shape. It was that it was little snowing. dust. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. snow. Oh, that's 
terrible. Yeah. Uh, I remember at one time we were here, it was in January, so it was cold. Yeah. And of course the hotel wasn't a great hotel, uh, but it had its, really? you know, it had its compulsory <laughs> gas mask in the cupboard. Okay. Oh. Um, you'd have your, you know, your soft toothbrush and your tiddly piece of toothpaste. Um, and then, uh, and of course, it didn't have any heating. No heating at all. So Not even a candle. But you did come up with a rather innovative solution. Yes. He took the hairdryer nozzle mm-hmm. from the bathroom, which was on a kind of... Uh, flexi. Flexi. He flexed it round, pulled it round, clipped yeah. it with a hand... Uh, a, a, a coat hanger sure. onto the mirror that was in the kind of landing walkway area and so it blew out a load of I guess kind of lukewarm heat well warm air rather than freezing cold yeah you know it <laughs> removed the icicles from the inside so we, were, yeah. we were there for about two weeks wow. and after about one week we had a knock at the door when we were in the room and I could only describe him as an army officer he had the full on you know the, the cap the yes. hat the, yeah. the woolly hat and, the, and that classic massive kind of like straight jacket green Army jacket with the pet with the you know these the, on the top the edges on the top it looked yeah. about five sizes too big yeah I'm sure it was and he, he I didn't speak any Chinese at the time but he mumbled stuff at us and he came into the door and he was surprised but he realised what the problem was and what happened was they were seeing that a lot of energy consumption <laughs> was coming from the foreigners' room and of course it was this hairdryer that was repeatedly on so that yeah. was stopped. But they didn't charge us. They for tried them. to charge us. They tried to charge us. But we've got secret agent Johnson, Johnson 007 involved. Yeah. And, and he smoothed the path. Yeah, because we stayed at the Yin High uh, a lot. So um, wow. that was that. But uh, how should I call you? I'm going to call you Pops. What was the. You were, back, you were there back in 2006, I think, was the first time I came and, and you came over. Now 2018, you're back again for different reasons. Have you seen... What's your, what's your gauge of Juhai since then? Because that's, what, over 10 years? Yeah. Big change. Big, big changes. Uh, I mean, the, the immediate thing I noticed is that the lack of scooters... There used to be scooters everywhere. Right. Mm. And taxi bikes. Yeah. All gone. Yeah. As if someone just said, right, that's it. And they, they were never here. Mm. The other thing is the urban sprawl, that huge development of buildings that have just gone whoosh, quicker than you can say, you know, in 10, year, in ten years. Yeah. Um, and the roads, are, the roads seem to be improved. I mean, I only travelled a little bit in the early days, but you remember on the coach journeys we did, that was quite... Yeah. Yeah. I remember the roads, though, were a lot more open in those days. So, you, you know, you, you go on the corner of a street... Sure. And you didn't even need to put your hand up and six taxis would suddenly arrive. Right, and you'd be yeah. like, no, go away. And now, of course, you're begging for one yeah. at it's certain the, points. Yeah. It's sort of the path of pro- it's progress, isn't it? They, they call it progress. <laughs> they do, yeah. And what about things like, uh, let's talk about service industry stuff. You know, just general day-to-day getting around as a foreigner who doesn't speak, you know, Chinese. Is that improved or...? Definitely. I think the first time I came, from memory, the first time I came not having any clear understanding or able to converse in Chinese was really hard. Mm. So I asked somebody, because I'm a vegetarian in diet, I had to mm. get somebody, somebody to just do a little handwritten note saying, I am, right. yeah, I am a vegetarian. Yeah, not I am a vegetable. No, no, not I'm a vegetable. Maybe that's what it did say, because they all looked a bit strange. Because I'm I'm going up to a counter in a food outlet, and I can't converse in any way. Even if I tried to draw it, it would be very difficult. So I had this little um, card, laminated card, that said, I'm vegetarian, 
please no meat just to make sure that they got the message wow. so yeah and that worked and yeah. you know i was able i even went out a few times on my own just wandering around i felt entirely safe yeah you know i didn't feel threatened everyone was really welcoming i found yeah. myself in some you probably wouldn't at home go and eat in those sort of places they sure. seem you know yeah. it'd be like four plastic chairs a couple of guys with cigars hanging out their mouths and a chap cooking yeah yeah and a bottle of something on the table and yeah. they go <laughs> Yeah. And you, yeah, come on in. So that piece of information <laughs> on a laminated yeah. piece of paper, because it meant suddenly they go, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, and they would move the dish right. and they'd bring out some pak choy and some yeah. water and they would actually prepare. Right, and it was great. And then it'd be time for dice. <laughs> That's okay. right. Well, well let's not talk about that, Pops. Because you're, you're, you're yeah. not very good at that dice game, are you? I sometimes wonder if he does it on purpose so he gets more alcohol. Um, anyway, you are on holiday. Well, look, it's great to have you here. It's great to have the show back on. Uh, great to be back in the studio again, Will, um, doing things a little bit off education. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. And, of course, remember, listeners, it's time for Sunday Morning Question of the Week. Sunday morning. Okay, then, back we are then with another Sunday morning question. Who's going to go first on this one? Will, you're looking quite awake today. Oh, okay. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, pen and paper not at hand. Here we go. What is one thing that annoys you the most? I say again, what is one thing that annoys you the most? And I really hope none of you say, oh, nothing annoys me. Everything's just peace, love and light. Have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, what annoys me the most? One thing, Will. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, not listening. When, when, you, when I speak, I generally prefer people to listen to what I'm saying. I hate repeating myself. Yeah. 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 It's that it's kind it. of dictatorial nature of yours, isn't it? Well, no. It's because that I, I try my best to listen to what other people are saying. And I try my best to try and understand what they're saying. So I, I kind of expect other people to interact with me that way as well. But unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't happen. I'm sorry, well, what was that you said again? Sorry. I have to say, to all the listeners, I'm a little bit deaf today because yeah. we've been on a trip recently, which we're going to get into later, I hope, and too much swimming seems to fill my earlugs up with too much water. It's a real pain. So I cannot hear you very well. Um, so I apologise to the listeners as I am speaking a little bit too loud um, or rather obnoxiously. Um, okay, so Will, uh, not people not listening to you, that annoys you. Yeah, I take that on. Pops, what about you? Have you got anything that comes to mind, <sighs> apart from myself? I'm just going to reflect on things that happened most recently. Yes. Because your memory doesn't the go back too far. The most annoying thing at the moment for me is those air conditioning units that drip onto the pavement and you walk along with Ugh. your flip-flops <laughs> and you're like, suddenly, you're as if you're on a skateboard. Yeah. 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 That's a that is safety. really inconsiderate. Because it would be so easy just to have a little bucket, maybe, or yeah. put it into a drain. Really hey, annoying. Don't really get annoying. too clever on this podcast, okay? Okay. Right. We don't like <laughs> yeah. I'm on a sales pitch here for <laughs> draining air conditioning units across China. <laughs> okay, but... It, Especially the going on from that. I've had a couple of just just to let you know. Yeah. I've had a couple of close ones. Yeah. And when you're carrying goods, children, yeah. yeah, or yourself even, it can be treacherous. 
because it's there's no sign saying <laughs> no and it's there's no rain so you expect everything to be dry flip flop tiled surface but like walking into a, sh- a wet room yeah with any shoes on and I think a lot of listeners would also imagine when they're hearing you here is that in China sometimes they use a lot of those tiles that there's no grip on them. Oh, yeah. They almost use like the bathroom. It's polished. Yeah. 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 So even if it's actually not raining, yeah. you can be walking along and yeah, suddenly yeah, with yeah. flip-flops are so dangerous. Yeah. We love to wear them. But... Well, they've exported all the non-slip. <laughs> so now you've got all the slip on. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, but really, we hope that you know, no one goes through that experience because I have some people I know who have slipped and really hurt themselves. Yeah, I've thrown um, my back out here. You've done it as yeah, well on a, on a flip-flop? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it on, under an air conditioner or...? No, it was just, it was some... just raining, but it was definitely, yeah, it definitely hurt myself. Okay. Yeah, you've got to watch out. So there you go, China Jedi warning. Mm-hmm. Be careful. China Jedi opportunity. <laughs> Flip-flops are uh, non-slip. Oh, there you go. Non-slip flops. Not flip flip slops. Would yeah. they slip slop instead of flip flop? I don't know, but they definitely have suction cups on the bottom. You'd be, I can't see the problem with that at all. Well, then they'd be, your feet would be coming out, wouldn't they? <laughs> or you'd be lifting the tiles up. Because <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been properly put <laughs> down. Yeah. <laughs> Low impact glue. Yeah. Well, I love your answers, both of you. And actually, you've taken my light because um, mine's just going to be terrible. One thing that comes off my... I have a huge list of things that annoy me. Um, I find most humour comes from annoying things. Yeah. Do you know, when you go into the kitchen in the morning... More to the point, probably in the West, because I don't eat too much of it. But when I get them, it really annoys me even more. And you open this, get the cereal box down. I want a bowl of cereal or milk. You open the box and someone, the last person who's used the cereal, has forgot to wrap up the wrapper. So what happens? You get the cereal out, you put them in the milk and they are just mushy. There's, There's no crunch to them. That really annoys me. So any cereal non closers out there, I say this. Stop. Roll it up. Yeah. Have you had that experience? Is that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It's an annoying one, isn't it? Yeah. And if you eat cereal every day, it can be a daily problem. <laughs> daily. Another daily. thing I hate is people that have those ice things, you know, in the fridge. And when they use it, they don't fill it up. Oh, so you yeah. go in there to use ice right. and there's no ice. Another thing, toilet rolls, for example. Oh, yeah. You go in and there's no toilet roll because the last person didn't replace them. Another thing. Now, okay, so get the point. It's all about, what is it? The three R's. Reuse. Recycle. <laughs> oh, my. He's forgotten the three R's. Reduce, reuse, reduce. recycle. I don't know but you see, that. we've been yeah. on an education camp. <laughs> I'm sorry, slipped. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving more now into the circular economy so that you don't need to have that emphasis on recycling you don't, you don't produce it in the first place so you don't have any cereal oh, there you go. just get rid of cereal just eat white rice okay, yeah could be okay. well glad you're not around too often pops right moving on great answers um, as always hey I've missed this time to guess who we've got to remember guess who then all lovely jubbly um, the researchers the new ones that we have Mr Lamont oh. have posed me a, a pretty easy famous person today I think you're going to get this one yeah after we've been away for so long let's start you know I don't want to lose your confidence too much so what I'm going to do Pops if you don't know this do you listen to any of the podcasts by the way I've been asked yes 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 what's your favourite one so far then um, you can't say the one I'm not on because uh, no. What's your favourite one that tickles your fancy the most? 
Do you know? I'm just trying to... Where do you listen to them? Back through. Where do you listen just to on, them normally? You know, sometimes it'd be random. I'd just click on it. Yeah. I think the last one, the good one, was the trip that you did, that you took us on recently, to... Kaiping. Kaiping. Okay. That was quite interesting. Yeah, that was um, one of the tour series, yeah, we went to yeah. Kaiping. I'm trying to remember, I've, you've, caught, you've caught me on this one, because what I should have, I should have, I should have done my research well, a bit more on let's this. be honest, if our podcast were any good to listen to, you wouldn't have to do any research, it would just pop out of your brain, wouldn't it? <laughs> so let's quickly move on, I might have to re-edit that one, researchers. Okay, so guess who, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some clues. Um, it's a famous person, and funnily enough, they're from China. Um, you've got to guess who it is. If you do know while I'm saying it, don't say because we're going to come back to it at the end of the show and give you the answer. We've got a lot of thumbs down here in the audience. <laughs> uh, Will is always uh, not looking too confident. Uh, so here we go. Our guess who was born on October the 31st, 1887, in Fenghua, Zhejiang province, which was in the Qin Dynasty time, as a Scorpio pig. Died on April the 5th, 1975, aged 87. Good innings. Yeah? Mm. Good innings. Be happy if I get to 87. Uh, his father, all clue, Jiang Zhaozong and mother Wang Taiyu were from a fairly prosperous family of salt merchants, although his father died when he was only eight years old. He grew up at a time when China was in the throes of a political turmoil amidst the civil wars among warlords. He thus decided to pursue a military career. First, he enrolled at the Baoding Military Academy in North China in 1906, before moving to the Tokyo Shinbu Gakko, an Imperial Japanese Army Academy preparatory school for Chinese students. He met several compatriots in Japan who influenced him with their revolutionary thoughts and inspired him to support the revolutionary movement in their homeland to overthrow the Qing Dynasty and to set up a Chinese Republic. He served in the Imperial Japanese Army from 1909 to 1911 and then returned to China and took part in the uprisings that led to the overthrow of the Qing Dynasty and established a Chinese Republic. How are we doing? Dropping off there, Pops. Not time for grant naps now. Our guess who joined the, national, the Chinese Nationalist Party known as the Kuomintang or the KMT. There he started working on the creation of the Nationalist Army. In 1925, he became leader of the KMT and over the next few years led the Northern Expedition, which reunified most of China under a national government and played a major role in the suppression of the Chinese Communist Party in 1928. The decade, thus from 1927 to 1937, was a period of relative peace, in spite of the ongoing Chinese civil war. It's not really peaceful then, is it? However, in July 1937, the Second Sino-Japanese War broke out and by August, our guess who had sent 600,000 well-trained soldiers to defend Shanghai. China, however, lost over 200,000 of those soldiers. That is a lot. The heavy fighting continued, listeners, for years, and then the United States came into the war, as they do, against Japan in 1941 and joined China as an ally. The Japanese finally surrendered to the United States in 1945, However, by this time, his government was showing signs of internal decay and was ill-equipped to reassert its authority in formerly Japanese-occupied China. The KMT's incapability saw a major portion of the countryside going into communist control. In 1946, civil war broke out between the KMT and the communists. 
After three years of war, the communists emerged victorious and established the People's Republic of China in 1949, which of course is the rule we still live under today. He, along with the remaining members of the KMT, left the mainland China and went to Taiwan, where he moved his government to Taipei. Nearly done. He suffered from various ailments during the last years of his life. His ageing body was further weakened by a heart attack and renal failure in the months preceding his death. He was married four times, if that helps. His fourth and best-known wife was Song Mei-Ling, who played a prominent role in the politics of the Republic of China. Right, well, silence is silence. Famous quotes. This may get your, um, your brain cells linking. We become what we do. Okay. okay. Uh, finally, I have always told my subordinates that when they commit any mistakes, the blame must be laid on the superior officers. Hmm. No wonder he's unpopular in China. Oh! <laughs> that would mean my mistakes are your mistakes, Pops. Yes, it is. My little red book tells me that exactly is the case. But good for waking up a few situations with people. Yeah. I'd be very... need to pull someone along the carpet. I, I'd be careful where your scent is taking you, Monsieur Bradshaw. Well, I might be in the right direction. Maybe so. <laughs> Always allowed to discuss, of course. Um, Will, have you got anything to say on that so far? Don't tell us, obviously, what, if you definitely know who it is. I definitely know who it is. I definitely don't remember their name. Ah, oh, it's always... They always I, say this. I enough. never remember the, their names. I'm sorry. They're quite tough, did he, aren't they? Did he wear a hat? <laughs> yes. No, I thought... Not sure. A hat? Yeah. When it was sunny, I think. Well, anyway, extra clues will come later, listeners. I hope you're faring better than our two in the studio today. Hmm. Okay, then. Well, let's move on from Guess Who. It's time for... Dway, but Dway. Cause this is just the way it's gonna be. Dway, but Dway. Blah, 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 day. Exactly. Ah, pour me another one. Um, correct or not correct, I give you an interesting fact, and you have to discuss whether it's completely true or complete and utter poppycock. Right, here we go then. This is the one I've been given. Oh, this is a good one. I always like how they link it into things that are coming. Clever. Um, the longest recorded traffic jam in history lasted 12 days and was over 62 miles in length. I'll say it again. The longest recorded traffic jam in history lasted 12 days and was over 62 miles in length. Dway by dway. True, not true. Discuss. Um... I, I'm not sure how long a mile is in my mind. Do you think that that sounds reasonable? 62 miles? No. No? It's unreasonable. How would they, those people... How many days was it? What? 12. 12 days. Yeah. 12 days without... Because they're not going to be next to a service station, are they? They're going to be not probably awesome. in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You never know service stations in China, isn't there? Oh, is this in China? Oh, good point. Absolutely, yeah, it's not in China. Oh. Actually, I don't even know if it's in China. Ooh. Oh, well, that's that, a whole different yeah. scenario. I have apparently been told we're not allowed to say where it is. There you go. Ah, okay. So. Well, anyway, I'm sure service stations are anywhere in the world, aren't they? On roads? Generally? Yeah. yeah. I, the thing is, I've seen um, 
traffic jams in China, they generally get really bad during the summer or during the um, Chinese New Year period. And there will be people from the nearby towns that will bring out carts of noodles and things like that. And they'll feed the people, of course, yeah, for yeah, money, good. you know. They're not communist or anything. So they'll feed the people. Oh, well, what country are people going to come out on a long road traffic jam and give you free food? I mean, where are we here? You know, yeah. right, actually, Chris. I, I can remember as a child being in traffic jams, going to southwest England. Yeah. This is, you know, when we were all driving on A roads and B roads before the motorways were there. And I remember being stuck in traffic. Right. And people coming out from local villages with ice creams, drinks, not free. Wow. But no. so. No. It's not free. Yeah, but this is the question was is whether there was a traffic I, jam that existed for that length of time. Yeah, should we go back to it? Because yeah, it's yeah, we are, we are The longest recorded traffic, I guess it must be China because all the Dwayne Dwayne's generally are Chinese okay. based. So, is it true or false that the longest recorded traffic jam in history lasted 12 days and was over 62 miles in length? And a mile is a bit more, it's about 1.3 kilometres, yeah, right? Yeah, 1.3, 1.4. Oh, 63. So you're nearing like 90 long, odd kilometres. Yeah. But, you know, if you're stuck in a pass and you can't go back and you can't go forward... That's a jam. That is a traffic that jam. A jam. That's a sticky place You to are be. in a jam. Yeah. So well, I'm leaning towards there being a possibility. Mm. Well, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to have to say Dway because if, if he's... I'm going to oh, no, no, lean no. on experience here. Well, he's confident in it. Then there you go. Okay, possibly so. So, looks like... It's uh, definitely not in China, so... There's a feasible answer there. You think it's not in China? No, you said that it, you don't know where... I don't know, but I, I don't know. I would imagine it's probably in China, because most Dwey Dwey's are China-based, or a China-based podcast, yeah. so... Okay. Oh, fiddlesticks. Yeah, I'm going to stick that. with yes. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's plausible. It's plausible, so we're going for this? Yeah. We're going for a Dway. Okay, I'll read it again. The longest recorded traffic jam in history, listeners, lasted 12 days and was over 62... Mo- Imagine if you're going on holiday for two weeks and you got stuck in that traffic jam. Yeah. You'd be like, ting ba yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good social interaction. <laughs> yes. Communities. Yes, well said. There might be people popping out of the, of the woods and serving you with all sorts of things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> know what things I'd like to get my hands on if it was 12 days long okay so the longest recorded traffic jam in history lasted 12 days it was over 62 miles in length are you sure you're going with true okay our um, uh, 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 esteemed guest and co-host says Dway the answer is it's true Dway nice yeah there you go oh, cool I can't believe it. <laughs> Handshakes are, uh, are going across the, uh, the table. Do you know where it was then? To get that out there. I've just been told by the researchers to come through my earpiece. Shanghai. Shanghai? Somewhere in northern, in the northern area. Oh, a bit north of Zhuhai, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently, in Beijing in China, yeah. in August 2010... I'm going to set the scene. Imagine being trapped in a 62-mile-long traffic jam that lasted for an incredible 12 days. That is just what happened to the poor folks attempting to traverse the Beijing-Tibet expressways 
in August right. 2010, for which the trip took as long as three days for people actually on the, you know, on the road moving along. Not caused by closure or natural disaster, no, no. This all-time tie-up cause was simply the result of too many vehicles clogging the road, particularly a bevy of heavy trucks carrying construction supplies into Beijing, ironically, listeners, for road work that was intended to help ease congestion. <laughs> there you go. Well, well done. Good job. Wait, wait, wait. Move on then. It's China Jedi topic time. Ting dong. You got it all right. Okay then, so this works very simply. We get a lot of emails, most of which are silly. We like the silly ones from all our listeners out there. And we've got one today, Will, from... Where am I? Ah, here we go. This question's been sent in from a Mr. Richard Trickle in Beijing. Mr. Richard Trickle. And Mr. Trickle says... (coughs) Sorry, frog in my throat. Why do so many of my... Foreign friends not recommend me going on a road trip in China. Mr. Richard Trickle in Beijing says, Why do so many of my foreign friends not recommend me going on a road trip in China? Okay, that's an interesting one. Before we begin discussing this, I'd like to just ask Mr. Trickle, why doesn't he ask his friends for the answer instead of sending us the question? (laughs) That's a good question. But like those people that come out in rescue times at long traffic jams to hand you food for free, yeah. uh, we do that same kind of thing in service to China Jedi. So, boom, road trips. Um, where do we start? Or was it the beginning? The booking? The well, arrangement? Let's go, our exp- let's go with our experience okay, yeah. first on this. So I road trips. Yet, so it'll be come good. into my mind are two different types of road trips straight away. There's the booked road trip like a tour group road trip which i've just come into my mind we have a good experience of and then there's a solo kind of let's be free hire a car road trip and be an adventure and do your own thing kind of road trip are there any other types of road trips Uh, maybe there's a road trip where you don't take a car or a bus maybe a train well if you're traveling by train between here and there yeah yeah well could you hitchhike Yeah. yeah Can you hitchhike? Oh, here? Yeah. Uh, That's a good... I've not hitchhiked here. Will, have you hitchhiked? No. No. The only people that pull over anyways are the people that expect you to pay them, so... They're the little self-taxis, you know. I'd love to hear about this, because, you know, in China, lots of people like to speak to foreigners. They're very interested in saying, hello, you know, when you go past, or calling you a foreigner when you go past. But when you're on a road in the middle of nowhere, and a foreigner, especially... Looking like you two, stick a thumb out <laughs> yes. uh, with your beards and Accelerate. savvy haircuts. <laughs> uh, they're straight past, aren't they? Yeah. Probably with a why more? And they just go straight past. <laughs> yeah, calling um, the police as they go. So send an email in, everyone who's who's had a good experience or bad experience. Let's stick off the hitch- hitchhiking. Now, Dad, we went on a what I would call an organised Chinese tour, didn't we? Back in, I think about four years ago. Certainly did. And we went to a place called Zhang Jiajie, which I'm sure some of our listeners have been to. The beautiful sandstone peaks of Zhang Jiajie, where the um, the guy, what's his name, who did um, Avatar. Avatar, James Cameron. Oh right. Yeah. Well, apparently, he conceived the idea when he was on a trip there. Um, I don't know if that's exactly true, but it does look a little bit Avatar-ish, doesn't it? When have you there? seen the film? I can wholly yeah. agree that would be a, a good conception 
I mean, when you get there, you can certainly see they've got on the bandwagon of let's promote, this is where Avatar was shot, and there's blue figurines and that there. It's a beautiful place. But let's talk about that. Dad, what's your experience on this, Um, the the Chinese road trip? Because we booked it here, didn't we, in our local travel store. A Chinese friend helped us. And uh, how was your experience? It was a a very interesting experience, not for the (laughs) faint-hearted, and not without a fluent translator to initiate the process right that is first of all even finding the agent that you're going to use yeah Um, once you're over that hurdle it's well (laughs) you're free falling (laughs) (laughs) you are are this is a cliff it is a cliffhanger and it's an amazing experience but it is a cliffhanger because at any point those little things that you thought were holding you in to the cliff are likely to <laughs> not be strong enough, not actually be there in the first place, or actually be somewhere else where you thought they were going to be, but they're not there now. Right. And it was, yeah. it was pretty awesome. I mean, we can't speak for all organised Chinese tour groups, but when we were on that, I would call it a conveyor belt, mm-hmm. in a way, <laughs> metaphorically, you saw other tour groups, because we all went to the same places... We went to the same restaurants with the connected shops onto it that, to get back to the small little bus right. that you had to go through. So it's all just buy, buy, buy. And by the end of the trip, of course, literally things were dropping off the top of the roof on our other tour groupies. Oh, they yeah, bought yeah. so much. Um, we stayed at the back as the bad boys. Um, luckily, <laughs> we didn't take the kids on that one. Yeah. But the conclusion was, overridingly, Pops, was that, yes, it was an interesting experience, but we'd never do it again. Is it the type of thing where, like, you know, when, you, when you're walking down a hill or running down a hill and suddenly you realize you can't actually stop because you'll fall down? So you kind of just lean into the experience and yeah. just go for You've it. You've got to go with it. Well, if you don't, you don't get back home. Do you? <laughs> I mean, the first night driving to... I mean, this was a bus of small proportions. I mean, oh. it was just... I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 30, I, 35 seats, 40 seats or something? It, it was... Oh, a, but, you know, as a foreigner, nice. it was a real... You know, well, you're spread yeah. across two seats. <laughs> Yes. That your legs are up a little oh. bit. Um, as I said, we sat at the back. But what I couldn't believe was that on the way to Hunan, which is where Zhang Jiajie, and Zhang Jiajie is a beautiful yeah, natural geographical feat of beauty. You um, want to fly there, though? Yeah, that's a yeah. Or take your own car. Or drive. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, long, didn't read. Eleven o'clock at night. Set the scene. Tons of traffic jams. Luckily, not you know sixty odd miles long. But uh, literally, we went because they don't didn't use the highways. Because that would cost extra money. Yeah. We found we were on an economy tour group. So any cost-cutting ability... I mean, sorry, this is coming out now. Some of the lunches we had was literally in a dark corner of a factory Warehouse. with one little white light on top of us. And it would be reheated stuff they probably made for breakfast. They shoved it to us, and then they shove us through the shop floor again to the, to the place. And we went to one place. Where's that beautiful place on the river? It's not that beautiful, but it's kind of, it's got its own uh, thing about it. Feng Huang, or I can't remember, it's a river town in Hunan. Right. We didn't stay there. We yeah. stayed about a kilometre out in a yeah. cheap hotel on the fifth floor. We had no lift. Oh. Uh, you, we didn't even get a toothbrush, did we? No, the air conditioning was turned off. Turned off at 12 o'clock. Yeah, I had to go no. down <laughs> in, the, in the middle of the night and have an argument with the guy yeah. to put it off. Um, it just, as I said, just it was free fall. Yeah. But at 11 o'clock at night, on the first night, now... We came up with a name for the tour guide. He was called Pete. Yeah. And we ended up calling him Propaganda Pete. Yeah. Because for the whole duration of the journey, 
I mean, you'd have him on your sales department, wouldn't you, if, if you're doing sales in China. He yeah. just did not stop talking on a microphone. And a coach with 35 people and a PA system. That PA system's that's quite loud. Is he doing the whole, I'm going to shout into the microphone? Uh, oh, he's, oh, that's he's on, oh, that's he's on favourite thing that he's gone do. past Max. Yeah. And it is just... Yeah. Uh, and do you know what it is? It's literally... I'm sorry to say this, it was a good few years ago, I had to stand up, I went to the front, I said, look, no more, 11 <laughs> o'clock at night, like, give yeah. us some peace, yeah. yeah. And uh, he got quite annoyed, didn't he? Yeah, he was yeah, yeah. midway through his flow. Unbelievable. <laughs> so this continued, didn't it, for the duration of the trip. I think it was about four or five days, it seemed like about a year. <laughs> it was, I think one of the most, me- it, was, it was, the whole event was memorable, one of the most memorable was, why, I think this is probably part of the budget, and I, I don't know whether my, the orchestrator of the tour saw the options and there was like a gold, silver, bronze, <laughs> and went, mm, where's the mud version? Well, let's go for <laughs> yeah, the low, yeah, low, yeah, not Olympic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, I, I can't say, I'm, I'm just not going to cast out. So we arrive to the pickup point, we pile us onto this bus. And we start out, we leave Zhuhai on, the, in, on this tumultuous journey. It's like, yeah, we're going on, great, it's going to be fantastic. And we go from what's probably a four or five lane highway yeah. down to a single road carriageway. Yeah. Now we're down to a slip road coming right. off the motorway. Yeah. And the coach driver and his assistant, Pete, on with the microphone, and we're all suddenly ushered as if we'd been delivered somewhere, <laughs> off the bus, off the coach. Now, there's a motorway, and we're stood, 12, <laughs> well, there's about 24 or 25 of us, we're the only two Westerners on there. Uh-huh. We're ushered off this bus as though we're heading towards the forest, or, you know, you don't know what's going on. The right. bus driver just goes, yeah. gone. All oh, we can yes. see the is a toll booth for, a, for what looks like a motorway. Middle of nowhere. Sun and beating down. Some no shade. Shacky area. Nothing really going on. And even the other people on the bus. They're all going. Yeah. Well, we're there for nearly half an hour. And then two vehicles pull up. Cars. Yeah. You know, people carry a size cars. Uh-huh. Maybe there were three to take them. And we're like. Ushered into, <laughs> and it takes us around the side of the motorway. Um, yeah, the, the express, the paved, the expressway. Yeah, onto this B road. Now we're bumping along. You know, these B roads are not. They're yeah. not even B roads. They're they're probably Z roads. Yeah, <laughs> cart horse fine, but we stop, and now we're in a small town. And there's a lot of ushering going on and moving of people. And Chris and I are like, what is going on? Yeah. We're then sh- shimmied into this hotel with the other people who none of them speak any yeah. English, understandably. But they look as dazed and confused as we are. <laughs> right, it wouldn't have helped. And we're just given some glasses of water and told to sit down. We sit down, we wait, and we wait. We're there for probably an hour. 
<laughs> you can't go anywhere. Right. There's nowhere to go. You remember in a lot of this all coming back. Yes. Just don't move from your memory. Sounds like he relives it in this nightmare. I mean, I, I, I've woken up in a sweat with propaganda Pete game. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Then the tour took a turn, and a, another vehicle turned up, a, like a, a small coach, 35, 40 seater, and much to our on we get. Excellent. And then just Gary's arm. And then he on. starts. Uh, every time we get on, every time we stop to go to the loo, incredible. every time we stop for food, every time we stop to look at a tourist attraction, on and off. It's like, and the volume is permanent. Well, I think they, somebody's put a pin, yeah, max, and then bends the pin on. over. Yeah. So it actually is max and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and I did have tissue in my ear at some stage. Dad, back with Mr. Newton's. What was that the, the, our listener, you know, thank you, Richard Trickle, for sending us in this question. But I would certainly not recommend, on our personal experience, going on an actual Chinese tour group. Um, I would do the other thing, which we've just done. Uh, I did my driving uh, test uh, sure. a month back, so I could use my um, license here, so I can rent a car. And we rented a car. Lovely seven-seater, fitted all the kids in. Nice. It was lovely, wasn't it? And, he, you know, we picked it up from here. Aircon. We hired it for eight days, and we were on Empty our own. Tank. Yeah, we went on our expressway. You can use a sat-nav like Baidu or something like that. It tells you where to go. And we drove all the way to Sanya, Hainanda. Wow. Which is about a 2,000-kilometer yeah, round trip. Yeah, a decent trip. Yeah, it's a decent trip. The roads were great. Now yeah. I'm being positive. Mm. Yeah. We, we, we can stop off. We can turn the microphone off when we want. <laughs> well... You're in control of your own devices. You're in control of your own devices. And I have to say, I had a great time. What, what, what do you think of the trip we've just done down to Sanya and back? Fantastic. I mean, as far as it... Yeah. Fantastic. I'd, I'd, I'd say to anybody, there's a safe and healthy issue, obviously, for anyone who's listening to this who's coming to China with a driver's license, an international driver. That isn't enough yeah. for you to hire a car. No. You're going to have to get your act together yeah. to do... Is it a drive? What do you do? You have to do the theory test on a computer. No, it's a theory test and it's in English now and there's some apps you can learn. And um, So it's easy, relatively easy? Relatively easy, yeah. You just need to learn the the Chinglish questions that don't tend to make sense, which is about 30%. But but the price as well, the price of getting a car to hire here. I mean, let me go into detail. So for an eight-day hire, we paid like 1,300 RMB for a seven-seater bus car. Wow. So that's like 167 RMB a day, listeners, which is great. Uh, The tolls aren't substantial. They're a little bit. The petrol's a lot cheaper than in England, of course. What's it, about seven RMB a litre now? Uh, we were using 92, Joe Shahar. Um, but we sped down there, lovely. The vehicle didn't break down. Um, wonderful time. Uh, and the service stations, look, you're mm-hmm. not going to get a free course meal. Um, it's your dry course. snacks. It's just quite fun sometimes, isn't it, to, to do. The kids <laughs> yeah. love getting their sweets. Now, what you found was in between Sanya and here, I know we stopped off once at a place in near Mao Ming, was that there's not much no. really to... Yeah. See, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's still very much developing, isn't it? So, yeah. What's your take on this? Well, you've been on a, a few road trips, so you train trips. And... Well, we did a train trip between um, Beijing and Zhuhai, mm. and big um, one. Yeah, and we didn't we didn't use many of the the speed, the fast 
the bullet trains. Right. We used the overnight sleepers. Yeah. And that was an experience. Um, mm. How long did that take? Oh, like two days. Two days, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like two full days, so morning to night. And then we, when we got to, in those days, I think when we got to Guangzhou, we actually had to get the bus from Guangzhou to Zhuhai. I think there was a train, but perhaps it was just, it was just booked out or mm-hmm. something. But um, yeah, that was that was that was good fun. But uh, just like the as you're saying with the the Chinese, the tour is based for Chinese people and the Chinese hotels. It's like uh, I tried to. I went for. Plus, it was a tour. It was a tour then. Yeah, you know? oh, for me, yeah. no, it was just a family trip. Okay. But there was always a lot of problems getting. A booking a hotel yeah, because they would ahead. book a hotel my wife would book it but they'd have to explain oh well there's a foreigner as well and they would always say things like well a foreigner can't stay here he has really? to stay in a different hotel so foreigners aren't allowed to stay in hotels under three stars or something like that it oh, has to be rated propaganda peep must have covered that one up i don't know how they they managed to well, get that they stuck us there. on the top floor well, every hotel the we were in yeah. away from everybody yeah so, like, I tried to go and stay in a really nice, cheap hotel that I found online um, in, in Shanghai. And they're like, oh, well, you're a foreigner. You can't stay here. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> what's, what's your problem? And they're like, no, you, it's like legally we're not allowed to admit you because we don't have, you know, three or more stars. So when was this well? Oh, that was, that was just like two years ago. Wow. And it was the same in Shenzhen. Like, uh, my school booked a trip for us to go to Shenzhen for a, um, for a conference. And they managed to sneak me into like a, a Chinese only hotel, and it was like, <laughs> and it's like just what you d- described. Like there was no AC, there was you know basic amenities. Um, things got turned off at night. You get a knock on your door at three a.m. and a you know local prostitutes slip their card under. Except they're not the local prostitutes; it's the really really big beefy guys. And you're like. <laughs> It's three in the morning, leave me alone, you know, so. And they sneaked you into this hotel? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It was like, it was, yeah, I, we'll go into it another time, but that was really fun. Yeah. Will, you've hit I, this, you've that, hit this story I for me. I think that's, that, what Will said, it's really fun. That is, that is the key. These experiences, they're, they're going to be once in a lifetime, aren't they? Because yeah, it's yeah, changing yeah. so quickly. Yeah. That we've had that same experience where we've actually had a, had to put against the door handle of the hotel door. Yeah. We've actually had to put a chair yeah. to stop the. We actually probably need to put a wet towel on the bottom to stop the paperwork coming. Right. Up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the haranguing on the on the door of uh-huh. massages. Yeah. But that that was in Macau. To that, be fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's uh, let's support the. Still. Yeah. Still. Okay. Wow. Still. <laughs> um, anyway, um, being told to clip on to something else yes. here. On that point. Um, there are a couple of tips I'd just like to leave our listeners with here who are thinking of going on... Well, don't go on a Chinese tour. I have to say that. I'm sorry. Uh, well, this podcast, we promote Zhuhai a lot and lots yeah. of places in China, but I'm sorry. For most foreigners, I think, uh, from, from who I know and, and, and who I've listened to, I would suggest uh, do your own thing. Um, and if you do do a Chinese tour, make sure you get the platinum, um, platinum version. I definitely think those are more, it's more likely that you'll find that sort of thing these days. I mean, mm. you know, like your dad was saying, just in the 10, 15 years that he's been here, it has changed yeah. exponentially. It is exponentially different than it was before. So it's not likely, like you said, yeah. to have that experience again. It's well, just that, not possible. Well, there you anymore. go. Yeah. Something to, to, yeah, to keep in the bikes, memories. Yeah. Tactic bikes. Do you gone. see them anymore? Yeah. 
I haven't seen any since I've even been here. In, even in 2010 when we first got here, there were far more bikes on the road, far mm-hmm. fewer cars. Um, there were more buses, and the buses were still packed, but there were mm-hmm. there were. Sorry, were there, were there more buses? I think it was just the buses were more visible because there were less cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same with taxis, you know. The, yeah. There was you used to be a plethora of taxis. You just yeah. put your hand up and they'd be like, Whoosh. no. Yeah, well, we did allude to that earlier, Pops. Mm. Um, on, that, on that note, if there is any Chinese tour companies listening to this, their international yeah, marketing, country, that yeah, wants yeah. Will and I, or even an older gentleman like my father, to come along and experience one of your luxury tours please send us an email or call our researchers and we'd be more than happy mm-hmm. to assist and experience in it. Now, a couple more tips. Uh, number one, um, no, I've already said one, haven't I? Um, do not go on any road trip, Chinese tour scheduled or free solo hiring a car on Chinese national holidays. Oh, yeah. You would be absolutely very silly. What, how long was that traffic jam? You may be going into what we it's talked about. day traffic jam. So just oh, stay yeah. away. Wow. Prices go up. You're looking at maybe what so many more than any human movement going, isn't it? Yeah, Chinese national holidays. Every year it breaks records. Yeah. yeah. So just do not move out your house or go abroad. Is is what generally the foreign fraternity mm. says. Well, we said that on a prior podcast mm. but for the Chinese New Year. It's really nice to stay where you are and mm. let everybody else go away. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're married to a Chinese lady. Um, yeah. You have Chinese fat, and you have to go. You have to do it. I, oh, you know, I'm sure there yeah. are. Those out there now have to do it. And we were starting a um, support group for those guys. And also also the girls as well. You have Chinese husband. Yeah, absolutely. Well, right. One last thing. Don't, like I did, when you arrive in a hotel late, you're you're tired, you've been driving all night, go down to the basement in a hotel, get your luggage out with with one of the the hotel's people who assist and lock the key (sighs) in the door. Yeah. That's what happened to me. I left the key in the car. I could see where the key was, but it was actually under your British Airways blanket that you took from the airline. Um, that actually was one of the factors that made me re- not realise that my key not was in the car. Not chatting to the Nepalese no. member no. of staff about how Zen's going to change the universe. Well, he was a nice chap on an internship. Anyway, I left my car key in there and we couldn't get in. But luckily, Will, I got all the stuff out before except a few things, a few right. essentials, like the baby's bed. Um, but never mind. Uh, but luckily, a few days later, to be fair, um, it was fixed. And so you did do it again. I did luckily, again, but luckily my youngest son was the in there were in the car. <laughs> to, to open it up. So you locked your youngest son in the car. Anyway, thank you, Will. Anyways, marvellous. Let's move on then, shall we? Uh, great discussion. Um, Mr. Trickle, um, Dick Trickle, I hope you've learned a lot from that. Um, we recommend going on tours in China. It's a wonderful country to explore. Just make sure you don't take the Chinese tour group. Okay, time to learn some Chinese. That always helps on a road trip. Jingle Jangle John Wen. I wanted to make it real simple. Let's learn some Chinese. How's your Chinese pops? Got any? Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. He's not laughing, he's actually saying ha. how. Ha. But as we know, a lot of Chinese, when they say ha 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 ha, it does sound a little bit ha ha Right. Yeah, that's, that's where it's coming from. Ha. Um, you've learned something for chopstick, didn't you? You learned chopstick. No, it's gone, isn't it? We'll have to laminate that for you. Yeah, that's it. Quite Yeah, quite Very nice. Um, and you can use chopsticks very well, even though you can't ask for them. Right, so this one, I thought today, because obviously my pox isn't 
you know, in China too often. Um, <laughs> be careful, that could be the one for the electric shock. Uh, so here's the scene. Uh, you're on a, a road trip and you get stuck in traffic. And it's 12 miles long. And it could last for 62 days. What do you have to be? In that situation, what do you have to be? You have to be able to pee into a plastic bottle. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. If you're not into the side of the road kind of thing. You have to be patient. Oh. Yeah. So a patient or patient? No, patient. <laughs> we, have, we recommend to all our listeners living abroad in different countries to show some decorum of patience. Patientness. Yes. Can yes. I use patientness, Will? Not today. No, Sorry. okay. Right, anyway, how do you say be patient or have patience in Chinese? I didn't realise there was a word yeah, for it. Yeah, actually right. is. Let me, show. Let me write this one down. It's, uh, it's three words. Is it used with a stick? Or? No, it's, you can use it with a stick. It's a bit, it's a bit like saying, hurry up and relax. Uh, no, here we go. It is none other than, and you repeat after me, yo nai xin. Yo, yo nice. So that's yo, which is of yo. course meaning to have, and which is dude. the third tone, yo. And then we have nai, which is fourth tone, nai, which apparently means resistant. Be resistant. So have resistant, resistance. And then the last one is shin, shin, which is first tone, which is heart. So have resistant heart. Yo, nai, shin. Yo, nai, shin. And I think that's a wonderful phrase that the researchers have given us. That is good. What we always say if anyone listens to a China Jedi podcast. Okay, China Sith Jedi thing of the week. Oh, we chat waiting, we chat waiting, we chat waiting me. So, what are we going to start with today, Will? Jedi or, or Sith? Uh, let's go Sith. It's always better yeah. to get the bad stuff get out of the way. Get the bad stuff out of the way. Finish on positive, yeah. Who wants to go first? Then there's Sif. Any cool outs here? I've got one that's really beginning, yeah. Come on then, special okay. guest. Give us no your smoking signs. Ooh. They just cannot... a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, we just suggested it. I'll calm down. I'll calm down. I'll calm down. Mm. On a ferry, mm. enclosed space, no smoking area. Big sign. Did he take it up his nose? Like, <laughs> constantly. Oh. Grandchildren. Baby. Yeah, that, that upsets me. Yeah. yeah. It's... And when you can't speak Chinese, trying to explain that to someone who's smoking, Yeah. even when you point at the sign, Yeah. which clearly shows, and they go, yeah. oh. thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Could be about to be lobbed off the ferry. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's, yeah, well, in that room we were in, this is on the boat from uh, Haiyan, which oh, yeah. is in the, the mainland, tip sure. of the mainland, uh, to ha- Haiko, which is the, the big city in Hainan Dao. Right. We go on a ferry for two hours, and there is a restaurant up at the only AC place, and it has a no smoking sign. And meanwhile, my wife was wanting to go and speak to the people. And I said to her, to be quite honest, I don't want to have to have a battle with 15 Chinese men right. on this two-hour ferry journey because they're all smoking, yeah. playing cards. So just leave it. It's, the thing is, I remember on the way back, one of the people who were actually working for the boat company went and spoke to one of the men. And... He spoke back in very bad language, and wow. the guy left. So that, that's the thing at the moment, is not being enforced. 
Um, yeah. People feel they are allowed to just break the rule, yeah. and and that's just the way it is at the moment. And I think that's a lot of case, a lot of cases of other things as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it is getting better, mm. you know, to be positive. Yes. But yeah, good good Jedi, good Sif there. Sorry, not Jedi. Good Sif there, pops. Thank you very much. All those people out there that don't follow the no smoking rule. I remember working in the hospital, I put tons of no smoking signs around. Oh, no. And guess so, what people did? They actually thought the no smoking sign was the place where you smoked. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the... Yeah. Anyway, uh, Will. I'm boiling. My blood is boiling. Give me a sip of yours. Oh, okay. Um, uh, this one is affecting me, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's affecting a lot of people. Um, <laughs> Big, big Papa Bear at the moment is is attacking the very pink noses in China. Right. right. So we have to use a code. So, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Big Papa Bear has been attacking the the very pink noses in China and um, is is currently attacking the one that um, that I use, which is really annoying. So um, yeah, oh. it, it's just it, it it's it's irritating because. I saw a news announcement or an announcement online about a week ago mm. that um, in the area you were in, it, you were in, yeah. in Hainan um, and Sanya, they were thinking of relaxing the Great Firewall of China to allow foreign tourists to be able to tweet Facebook and YouTube their experiences of that area mm. out to the rest of the world. But of course, anybody else in China, nobody else in China would be able to access that right. nor be able to share the experiences from where they are in China but then that announcement got quickly swept away and disappeared as if it never happened and then since that day actually that I saw that our our very pink nose has been knocked down twice in a row so yeah I uh, well imagine if we could put out a few thoughts on Chinese talk routes that would be <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, Sanya and the road trip was a beautiful experience. Yeah. I'd have tweeted, tweeted. Um, BBC, I've been going on BBC. I, I'm needing a <coughs> end for that as well yeah. uh, at the moment. So, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? It goes in and out, doesn't it? Uh, Almost like the sun. Mine just went out as soon as I arrived. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. All, all of them. Yeah, thanks for that, Sif Will. Right, let me at them. Here we go. It has to be, I'm sorry. I'm putting it out there. Chinese drivers. And I, I don't mean all of them, but most of the Chinese drivers I drove with over the last eight days, I, I just, there is no rules on the road. It's almost like... Suggestions. It, almost like the no smoking sign. So a two-lane road. One of the lanes on a dual carriageway, you're allowed to go 100 kilometres yes. an hour in. The other lane is 120, and that's for overtaking. Right. But you're not allowed to do more than 100 in that slower leg now in England if you're going along you take over someone and there's no one else there you merge back into the, yes. the lane on the well where would it be in England it would be on the left wouldn't it in England yeah, oh, yeah. On, the, on the left I can't get just yeah. but you go back into the lane nearest right. to the side yeah because there's no one around correct and it's an overtaking lane out of a lane in China if I was to do that I'd then have to drop speed from 120 to 100 because if you're doing 120 in 100 lane uh-huh. in China you get buzzed for it well you should be pinged for it yeah right so that means the overtaking lane becomes the staying lane and that staying lane can be for 120 mile an hour kilometer an hour drivers or for a 100 kilometer an hour driver so you have to overtake on the non-overtaking lane 
at which that 100 kilometer hour driver should be in. And by overtaking to get back into the overtake lane, we can do 120 kilometers an hour. If there's a, a camera, you'll get flicked and you'll have to pay. Yeah. So for me, that makes absolutely no sense. So I'd like to change that. Yes. Okay, that's number one. And then number two, no indication. No indication whatsoever. What is the point of using that flashing mechanism? There just isn't one. Because if you let somebody know what you're going to do, they can circumvent that. They can stop you from doing it. And they can be first. <laughs> and this is why there are so many accidents. I have to say, we came. We were actually quite lucky, weren't we, Pops? Uh, we, yeah. were, we were quite lucky. Um, we didn't have a lot of traffic jams. But the one traffic jam we had, funny enough, was someone went into the back of someone else. And the reason that probably happened, so there's no indication, they all tried to do the same thing, and bang, smack. Bob's your uncle, James your aunt, and uh, we're in a big queue. Yeah. So Chinese drivers, I'm sorry, that Chinese driving test, which I did, um, and I got most of the questions right, and I'm sure you did as well, because you've got to get 90 out of 100, you're not listening to it at all. And to be quite honest, that ain't helping anyone. What do you think about that? I always thought Grand Theft Auto was sort of orchestrated <laughs> on the other side of the world, but I have a feeling the idea probably may have yeah. started here, you know? Because it was a bit like... Yeah, it's, it's mad. But that's another thing then for the tip for roadgoers. You've got to have your wits about it. You've got to have your wits about it. You've got to be a good driver. You've got to be ready to make that move when you least expect yeah. it. And indicators don't necessarily mean... No. Any direction. <laughs> no. Because you can be in what appears to be the fast lane and come upon a vehicle that is about to do a U-turn in a completely different direction <laughs> going the other way. Yeah. That's an interesting manoeuvre when you're doing 60 to 100. And one yeah. other thing I like to mention. Uh, uh, uh. I forgot how to say... When you put your lamp, headlamp, your lamps on, Brian. High beam. Yeah. When do you use high beam? You use high beam when there's no other cars in front of you. In the middle of the yeah. countryside. Right, or maybe yeah. you flip just to say you're coming yeah, and, sure. or get out of the way and go and back no into your lane. No other cars coming towards you. They yeah. use headlights. Most of the Chinese drivers I have had experience That's with driving with all the time. Yeah. So when they come at the back, it's right in your glare yeah. and they just won't turn it off. Yeah. And even when you... Do you think they may have mistaken high beam to be... high <laughs> Rather than... Yeah, the way. <laughs> yeah, or they, they need to go down to Specsavers. They must have a Chinese equivalent and get some different Ooh, spectacles. Okay, well, there you go. Um, thank you for all that. I think that was the longest sif we've had, but it's been quite a while since we could sif it out. Let's get on to Jedi's because we like to be positive. Um, Jedi's, who's going to go first? I can go first. Yeah, Will, far away. All right. Um, this summer, this summer, it's not a movie. This summer. No, the weather has been less humid. It's been beautiful. Don't you think? It's been hot. It's still hot. Scorching. But it's far less humid than it was the last two or three years. Uh, I was just dying at this time of the year. Okay. The last two or three years. It's been so you're awful. sleeping with just the fan on then? Or no fan at all? Um, we, we usually try to keep the fan on. Um, sometimes we have a dehumidifier or the, the AC's on dehumidifier. Mm. But... Just during the day, like going outside today, it's humid, but it's not like 90% humid. Okay, so, <laughs> so the weather's your Jedi. Yeah. Good yeah. for you, Will. Can I just ask, do you find it saves money using the dehumidifier instead of the air conditioner setting? Have you actually oh. tallied that up? Have you no, we haven't. Okay. No. Yeah. I've been told apparently it, it does. But... Well, if we do put it on dehumidifier, it's usually at about 28. Okay. So 
I guess that keeps the cooling down. But it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. So weather for Will. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on a similar plane, actually. Well, you said it was bloody humid the other day. No. On, only, no, with the weather. I found that this journey we had taken the children, you know, seeing the grandchildren is fantastic. That's a real, that's a real bonus. And obviously, Chris and my daughter and all that. Mm. The opportunity to spend almost two weeks in water... Mm. swimming has been fantastic <laughs> in this climate I've really enjoyed it so again the weather yeah, again, well, the weather. yeah. it's one of the big things for living in this part of the country uh, Guangdong it's some great weather yeah, yeah. Um, and even better this year for, for yeah. less lack of humidity yeah smog has been less as well I've noticed this what time. is the humidity now then at the moment oh, I don't know but it's percentage look it's probably in the 70s okay. or lower okay great well, actually well, that's the point we'll just smog Mm. Uh, that's something that has changed because when I first came to Zhuhai there was yep. rarely did you see a clear sky mm. yep. that has changed so thumbs up yeah. and there's a pod we did called uh, Poetic Pollution I think we talk about uh, pollution in China and you're absolutely right it is improving mm-hmm. um, yes uh, step by step okay my plug is okay so I told you I left the keys in the car sure. on the first night when we arrived at the hotel in Sanya it's the two blokes that came the next day in the morning, put the, the, the wire down the side, like broke into the yeah, car basically, the opened the switch, opened the door, took 15 minutes, and I said, how much do I owe you? And they said, oh, they went to, and they, and they drove away, and they did it for what? free. Thank you very much. That really saved me um, some shame. Okay, lovely. It's CJ plug time. Plugity plug, plug, plug. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you. Let's plug away. Will, you can't plug the weather. Give us something. (laughs) Put some feet on the bones, boy. Give us a plug. Let's see. All right, so I've been um, messing around with photography a lot more recently. Um, mm. I used to be uh, more of a photographer when I was younger, and now I've I've um, taken up that mantle again since I'm not technically not working. Hint, China, I'm I'm not working. Oh, unemployable, I, right? I, I am I unemployable. Am. Yeah, you're quite correct. So um, yeah, so basically, I've been doing a lot more photography. Um, you can find me at uh, emptyjacket.blog. And I have been doing uh, some teaching in photography. So oh. if you want to know about basic, the, you know, the absolute essentials of landscape, portrait, and uh, city photography, then hit me up and we'll go for a photo walk and do some real, real fun stuff. Good stuff, Will. Yeah, cheeky monkey, plugging yourself. I love it. That's what we're all about, huh? What else have we got? <laughs> <laughs> right, swinging over then to the... To the man with the white beard. Ho, ho, ho. I've got to plug two things. Ooh. Plug Quick away thing. then. Quick. Foot massage. One. <gasps> Spend a lot of time on our feet. Get a foot massage. Either get it done at home or if you come here, make sure you do it I'm here. taking you for one. We'll do that. Yeah. yeah. That's plug one. Plug two was take a trip with somebody who knows how to get there how to get you through the language to a place called Kaiping. Ah, right, yes. Okay, Kaiping. Memorable yeah. journey. 
Yeah. Lovely place to go to. Highly recommend. You can stay overnight. There's a there's a sort of accommodation place. And youth hostel. Yeah. Youth, youth hostel. But you know, it's actually it's. I'd say it's upstage from I youth totally hostel. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's almost hotel standard. Yeah. And it's some great stuff. The bicycles there. You can hire bicycles. You can cycle around all the footpaths. Brilliant. Yeah, and well, I've told you about this place a lot, and we did, of course, the two pods on the China Jet Tour series where we, we went to Kaiping, we did some interviews with the people, and it's a lovely community project there that I think everyone should support. It's two hours from Zhuhai, yeah. one hour from Guangdong. Go and check out Kaiping, listen to podcasts, and it's, um, it's called the TK Community Centre, the Tanko uh, Community Centre, and you can stay in an old refurbished uh, watch factory. Yeah, the marvellous. Food, the food in the restaurant we had. Yeah, being vegetarian that was phenomenal excellent recommended okay great um, my one plug I'm going to plug the car hire company I used because I just think 167 a day and a man called Mr Chen came out gave me the car um, I'll give you their website listeners it's, uh, it's called One High so this is a strange um, URL it's m for mum dot one as in the number one h-a-i dot c-n I know it doesn't okay. begin with www, but it still works. So type right. in m.1hai.cn. It will take you to the company website. It's in Chinese. You can download the app um, and you can hire a really good quality car. As I said, we got a seven-seater, didn't we? Unlimited <laughs> mileage. Unlimited mileage as well. Uh, and if you do leave your keys in there, um, they will come and... Uh, and open it for free. Of course, depending where they are, apparently they were quite close to our hotel, so okay. we, we, luck was in for us. Marvellous. Okay, so that's the car hire company. Road trips aside, let's get back into Guess Who. We've got to remember. Guess Who then? I'm guessing you need an extra clue, right? Every time. Okay, here's your extra clue. Uh, our Guess Who was a political and military leader who served as the leader of the Republic of China, how much more can I give you here, between 1928 and 1975, first in mainland China until 1949, and then in exile in Taiwan. He was recognised by much of the world as the head of the legitimate government of China until the late 1960s and early 70s. He was the longest ruling non-royal leader of China, having ruled for 46 years. Of course, all that is up for debate in the current climate, but you should be able to nail it. The guess who is none other than... Where are we going with? I do not remember his name. Can you come up with some kind of rendition? Uh, uh, I'm, you know, I'm good to you, if it's kind of somewhere near. What was his, what was his father's family name? Uh, his father's name was Jiang... I shouldn't be saying this, really. <laughs> Jiang Zhao Tong. Is it Jiang Kai-shek? No. Jiang Kai-shek? Yeah. What about you? I don't know the Chinese version of it. Is that... I've got a Jiang Kai-shek. I thought it was Brian and John... It's not Brian Ferry. <laughs> so, what's your answer there, Bob? BJM. BJM. Um, Mao Tse... I can't... I can't... I don't know. Oh, you're going for uh, Mao Zedong? Maybe, yeah. Okay, okay, great. Well, the answer is, well, you were very close. In fact, I'm going to give you it. It was Chiang Kai-shek. Yeah. (laughs) Who was, of course, the protege to Sun Yat-sen, Sun Yat-sen, Sun Zhongshan. Again, as I always say to listeners, early 19th century Chinese history really gets my boat floating. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, it's been absolutely lovely having you in China Pops. And uh, this is digital memory uh, for us to remember. 
forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Will, thanks for coming in and being the co-host. We've put more of these together. I've been told now we've got the contracts all sorted and we're all win-win-winning. Uh, of course, we're focusing very much on the education bit as well, being yep. teachers out there in the developing world. Okay, so we finish, as always, with the last Emperor's Song, another piece of original music. This one, listeners, has been sent in. It's a human beatbox solo by none other than a Chinese man who goes by the name of Winston. Um, it's basically what you don't want to listen to whilst being stuck in a traffic jam on a Chinese road trip. Goodbye. This is China Jedi. Thank you for listening to the China Jedi podcast, shining humor, love and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you.